Welcome to the Mount Olive Baptist Church podcast. I'm Pastor Carl Stokes. We appreciate you being here today with us. Our desire is to preach the Word of God effectively and clearly so that you can understand God's desire for you in your life. Good evening, church family. This is Brother Carl, and I'm glad to join with you again on this Wednesday night to share with you and hopefully to uh, open up God's Word with uh, you this evening. And I want to encourage you to look with me to God's Word as we seek to to understand uh, what God would have for us tonight. And uh, Let me ask you to join with me in prayer as we uh, join our hearts together. Dear gracious Lord and Father, we thank you so much for uh, the privilege of joining together as a family of God. And though we're not under the same roof and we're not uh, together physically, we're together in spirit. And Lord, we just praise you that, uh, that in spite of the situations that are going uh, through our lives today, that, uh, that we can come together and worship you and we can uh, be together even in this isolation. Uh, Lord, uh, your church has gone through many times in which uh, the church has not been able to join together uh, in the traditional sense. And uh, Lord, we just praise you that that uh, we're not in jail cells and we're not separated because of uh, of world calamities that have caused uh, uh, problems like earthquakes and tornadoes and and all the many other problems that have faced us. But Lord, we come together tonight in our homes in relative ease. Uh, we're all. Uh, have food in our refrigerators and cabinets. We all have uh, the comfort of air conditioning and heating. And Lord, we've, uh, we uh, are sitting in relative ease on our porches and on our, uh, in our uh, dining room and, or in our den. And, and we're sitting in comfort. And Lord, uh, though we would love to be together as a church family, uh, you've allowed us this privilege of being able to gather together in an alternative sense. And Lord, we just pray that you would help us as we seek to find the truths in your word and as we seek uh, to, to understand more of, of how we can grow closer to you. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Uh, tonight, I want to ask you to uh, turn uh, to think about me with me uh, the situation of today. Today is uh, Passover for our Jewish uh, friends, and uh, today is a significant day in the Holy Week, in that this is the day in which, uh, if you'll recall in Scripture, that uh, Jesus uh, asked his disciples to join with him in prayer uh, and in uh, the Mount of Olives, and uh, they were uh, together as a church, as a family of God, a, a group of men uh, that were uh, uniting to try and uh, uh, prepare for this time in which uh, Jesus would go to the cross. And uh, as Jesus was facing this tremendous uh, burden upon him, uh, uh, one of the things that was a part of uh, that week's uh, celebration was the celebration of the Passover. 
Jesus asked His disciples to, to go and to find a place in which they might be able to worship uh, Passover together. And this is what uh, so many had come to uh, Jerusalem to do. They had come to uh, celebrate Passover and uh, to uh, celebrate this uh, significant time in the in the life of Israel. And it was uh, important and significant for uh, Jesus and the disciples to uh, to uh, worship Passover. Uh, it was a responsibility that they were required to do uh, each year. Uh, and it harkens back to the time in which uh, Israel was in bondage in Egypt. And uh, if you'll recall out of the book of Exodus, uh, how uh, Moses had been called of God to, uh, to go and to uh, be a part of God's plan to liberate the people of Israel. Uh, from uh, their bondage in Egypt and to deliver them to the land of promise. And in Exodus chapter 12, uh, God gives uh, the instructions for Passover uh, as a way to memorialize what God uh, was about to accomplish. And if you'll recall in the preceding chapters in, in Exodus, uh, you'll see that with me that uh, God had done several different things in order to tra uh, try and uh, move the the heart of Pharaoh so that uh, the people of Israel might be able to uh, leave Egypt and to, to go. But God's plan was not just simply to allow uh, the people of Israel to leave, to go and to worship for a short period of time and then to be back into uh, the bonds of slavery. Uh, his uh, plan for Israel was is that they would not only leave and go and worship God in the wilderness, but that uh, that God would accomplish multiple things. Uh, the other is, of course, as I've mentioned already, that, that God's plan was for Israel to be liberated from their captors uh, in Egypt and to allow them to go to the land of promise to set up a nation that would be dedicated to God. But his uh, plan was also to demonstrate to the world superpower, uh, the Egyptian nation, uh, that uh, Yahweh was the one true God, the only God. Uh, you see, Egypt was a land uh, that was filled with uh, the worship of other gods. They worshipped a plethora of, of different deities for different reasons. And God attacked each one of those uh, deities uh, in those aspects of of Egyptian life to prove that uh, that God was in control of all things, not just a God of of uh, thunder and lightning, not just a God of fertility, not just a God of abundance or or uh, 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 prosperity, but that God was a God of all things, that He was the tr one true God. And as God was bringing about this liberation of Israel, uh, God speaks to Moses and instructs Moses and in how 
they were to set up that month, uh, the month in which uh, they were to uh, to have uh, their uh, liberation from Egypt, uh, from Pharaoh, to be the first of their months. And so uh, they were to worship that, uh, worship God uh, through the remembrance of what God was about to accomplish. And he says in Exodus chapter 12, the Lord said to Mo- Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, this month is to be the beginning of months for you. It is the first month of the year. Uh, tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month they must each select an animal of the flock according to their father's household. One animal per household and if the household is too small for a whole animal that person and the neighbor nearest his house are to select one based on the combined number of people. You should uh, appropriation uh, uh, you should appropriation the animal according to what each person will eat and you must have an unblemished animal a year old male and you must uh, take it uh, from either the sheep or the goats and you are to keep it until the 14th day of this month then the whole assembly of the community of israel will slaughter the animal at twilight and they must take some of the blood and put it on uh, the two doorposts and the lintel of the house where they eat them. And they are to eat the meat that night. And they should eat it roasted over the fire along with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. Do not eat any of it raw or cooked in boiling water, but only roasted over fire in its head as well as its legs and inner organs. And do not let any of it remain until morning and you must burn up any part of it that does not remain before morning and here is how uh, you must eat it you must uh, be dressed for travel your sandals on your feet and your staff in your hand and you are to eat it in a hurry it is the lord's passover and i will pass through the land of egypt that night and strike every firstborn male in the land of egypt both man and beast i am yahweh and I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. And the blood on the house where you are staying will be a distinguishing mark for you. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you, and no plague will be among you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. This day is to be a memorial for you, and you must celebrate it as a feast, as a festival to the Lord, and you are to celebrate it throughout your generations as a permanent statute and you must eat unleavened bread for seven days on the first day you must remove yeast from your house and whoever eats what is leaven uh, from its first day through the seventh day must be cut off from Israel and you are to hold a sacred assembly on the first day and another sacred assembly on the seventh day and no work must be done on those days except for preparation uh, for what the people need to eat and you may do only that and you are to observe the festival of unleavened bread because on this very day I brought your divisions out of the land of Egypt. And you must observe this day throughout your generations as a permanent statute. And you are to eat the unleavened bread in the first month from the evening of the 14th day of the month until the evening of the 21st day. Yeast must not be found in your house for seven days. And if anyone eats something leavened, that person, whether a foreign resident or a 
native of the land must be cut off from the community of Israel and do not eat anything unleavened. Eat unleavened bread in all your homes. And so uh, Moses began to tell the, uh, the, the heads of Israel what God had instructed, and he did this uh, for a variety of reasons. And I want to share with you what those reasons are and how it points to the time in which Jesus Christ uh, gave of himself as a sacrifice for us uh, in that uh, day in which he gave of himself uh, as a sacrifice for us. Now remember, uh, this is the time of the Passover. And so we're celebrating at this time of this day. Israelites all over the world are to be celebrating tonight uh, remembrance of this day. He says uh, in verse 12, he says to Moses, I'm going to pass through the land of Egypt on that night and strike every firstborn male in the land of Egypt, both man and beast. And I'm going to, uh, I am Yahweh and I will execute judgment against all the gods of Egypt. Now, what this was to remind Israel of is the fact that, uh, that God is the God who brings judgment upon those who do not follow his way and upon those who would worship other gods. God was destroying Egypt not because they were uh, had taken the Israelites uh, as slaves and would not let them uh, to be removed from the land of Egypt as God had instructed. No, the reason that they were receiving judgment is because for, uh, for generations, Egyptians had worshipped other gods. They had not been uh, people of Yahweh. They had been people who worshipped all kinds of other gods. And so God uh, was uh, was demonstrating to the Egyptians and to the Israelites that he was the one true God and he was the only God and he was bringing judgment because they were not worshiping him. That uh, You see, God uh, doesn't bring judgment for flippant reasons. God doesn't bring judgment uh, merely because uh, he doesn't get his way. He's not a, uh, a, a type of... of uh, tyrannical uh, despot who, when he doesn't get his way, he uh, stomps his feet and, uh, and uh, raises his voice and, and brings about uh, uh, unjust judgments upon those simply because he's not getting his way. No, God is bringing judgment upon Egypt because they continued uh, relentlessly to worship other gods and not to bend the knee to the uh, one true God, Yahweh. And we need to remember that in our lives, that uh, if we want to see this time of uh, pandemic as, as a result of uh, God's judgment, that could be very well fair uh, because of the fact that uh, our world has fallen further and further away from God. And uh, if we want to uh, try and see that in in the actions of what is happening in this day. We need to devote ourselves to uh, the the worship of God. Devote ourselves to uh, to uh, submitting to God and allowing Him to be the one and only God in our life. Uh, we need to understand that. Uh, that if if this truly is a uh, a judgment upon the world, 
for its lack of desire to worship God, uh, then we as God's people need to be the first uh, to submit uh, to the rule of God and submit to His authority as God. And we need to, uh, to allow God to be uh, God of our life. Now, if you'll recall in the, uh, the worship of Passover for the Israelites, uh, the night that... now. This is different from uh, all the other plagues in that God is bringing judgment upon Egypt and that He is going to execute the judgment upon Egypt by uh, slaying the firstborn of both man and beast. The significance of that is has to be seen as the fact that the firstborn male was the one who would carry on the the family name, the the one who would uh, carry on the uh, the lineage of uh, the family, and this this firstborn male was the the prized of uh, all descendants. And uh, what God was trying to uh, demonstrate to Egypt and to Pharaoh was. Is that uh, that God? Uh, and if you recall, God required the firstborn male uh, of all the people of Israel. Now, this would uh, be demonstrated later in. Uh, the book of Exodus and, and the instructions of Israel and how they uh, are to live as the people of God and that uh, God was uh, demanded the firstborn male of every animal that was uh, to uh, be sacrificed to God and to given over to God. Now, uh, God allowed for the firstborn male of the family of, of individuals to either be uh, dedicated to God in the service of God or for that uh, firstborn male to be redeemed through a sacrifice, an offering to God. Uh, and uh, But God demanded the firstborn of all the flocks as a sacrifice to Him to uh, demonstrate the, that the supremacy of God and the God's place in the life of the Israelites. And uh, so God is saying to, uh, to Moses, the people of Israel, to Pharaoh, to the Egyptians, that his judgment is coming upon Egypt and the blood will be upon uh, their house uh, because of the fact that they are not following uh, uh, and worshiping God and they're not following after God. And uh, you'll notice that in the, uh, the worship of Passover, uh, that there's significant things about that as well. He says uh, to Moses, the year to take an unblemished animal, a male, a one-year-old male, uh, that you're to take it of the sheep and the goats. Uh, this is a indication of the purity and the unblemishedness of uh, the, that is it is this uh, sheep or goat that is to be uh, sacrificed to be eaten on that night it is uh, it is reminiscent of as of the sacrifice for the people of Israel uh, they are to take that animal and they are to uh, cook it and they are to consume it they eat it that night, uh, and this is a way of uh, the sacrifice to the people of Israel, uh, and they are to eat it 
and they are to eat it completely. Uh, this demonstrates the fact that uh, that the people of Israel need a sacrifice, a sacrif- uh, a savior. And only Jesus Christ could be that Savior because He is the unblemished uh, sacrifice. He is the one who is coming, the perfect sacrifice for the uh, people of Israel, for the people of the world uh, to receive that sacrifice. Uh, They are to uh, have a complete sacrifice. Uh, the, the sacrifice of the uh, the sheep or the goat is to be eaten that night. All of it is to be eaten, is to be completely consumed. Uh, that points to the fact that uh, Jesus couldn't just phone it in. He couldn't just uh, give a partial sacrifice for the people of Israel. Uh, he had to be not only an unblemished sacrifice, but secondly, he had to give himself completely. He had to give himself completely over uh, as a sacrifice sacrifice for the sins of the world and he did do that as a way of of giving sacrifice to him uh to uh on the cross of calvary for the people of israel for us today uh, for all mankind he gave himself completely uh and utterly as a sacrifice for us he says also in this passage of scripture verse 11 he says here's how you're to eat that sacrifice you're you're to be dressed for travel your sandals on your feet your staff in your hand now why were they to do that they had to eat the Passover in that manner because uh, they wanted uh, God wanted the people of Israel to understand how quickly their uh, uh, salvation was coming. Their salvation was coming uh, in in. Uh, with such quickness that they were not to uh, be taken surprised. They were to be ready to go as soon as God's uh, deliverance was coming. That uh, God's deliverance for us is coming quickly. Uh, they were to eat it in a hurry because they were to uh, they were eating it uh, because of the fact that they were uh, receiving God's deliverance and it was coming quickly. God's deliverance for us and Jesus Christ was quick. It was, uh, even though it was thousands of years after uh, the people of Israel were delivered from uh, the bondage of slavery, uh, it was quick in terms of God's uh, time and time frame. God's deliverance is, uh, it was quick because it was at the perfect of times it was at the exact moment that it was uh, that it was right for God's deliverance to come upon the people of Israel uh, now uh, if you'll recall in the book of Matthew where it talks about uh, Jesus being born it says that in the fullness of time he was born uh, into this world in the fullness of time that means that it's in the perfectness of time God brought about his deliverance and it was quick it was within a very short period of time that uh, salvation came Jesus Christ came at the at the exact moment in which uh, was was 
the perfect time time frame of God for that deliverance to come. Uh, the people of Israel were to remember that God's deliverance comes at the perfection of time, the exact moment in which God's deliverance is right, and that it, it comes not uh, when we're ready for it, not when we desire it, but in the fullness of God's time. And he said, God said, I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and I will bring about your deliverance. I will execute judgment against all the gods. God, when he brings judgment, he leaves no doubt that he is God. He leaves no doubt that he is Yahweh. He leaves no doubt that he is the righteous God. He leaves no doubt that righteousness is being delivered. And Israel needed to understand that God was bringing about his perfect judgment and the perfection of time. In the time in this day, this week, as we're celebrating Easter, as we're understanding this holy week, and as the people of Israel worshiped Passover in that time, they needed to understand that the perfection of God's deliverance was coming at that very moment. God's deliverance from the, the bondage of the slavery of sin was coming and such with such quickness that they did not even understand it they didn't uh, they didn't comprehend it yes for generations they had been worshiping passover yes for generations they had been waiting for god's deliverance but in the perfection of god's time he brought about the perfect lamb jesus christ he brought about that perfect lamb that was sacrificed completely not partially not just uh, a little bit it's not that uh, God has to bring a, a, a sacrificial lamb year after year after lamb, a year as a sacrifice for our sins, but God was delivering the perfection, that perfect sacrifice, Jesus Christ, as a sacrifice once and for all to be delivered whole, complete, uh, that no more needed to be de- uh, given up. Uh, this is why we have an understanding of the fact that we cannot lose our salvation. Jesus Christ sacrificed himself on the cross he gave himself wholly to completely forgive us of our sins to take away our sins once and for all no more do we need to be worried about our sin uh, separating us from God no more do we need to worry about the fact that uh, that our sins might keep us away from God as long as we put our trust in God as long as we put our trust in him we know and understand that God's forgiveness God's salvation is complete even when we sin again against God after we receive salvation. That salvation is complete in that God's salvation completely covers us from our sins, completely saves us from uh, the penalty of our sin, and that uh, God's salvation comes completely and it comes swiftly. It was so swift. And do you realize that in the in the next day or so in the Holy Week uh, is when Jesus Christ was arrested on Monday, Thursday, tomorrow. Uh, we need to understand that Jesus Christ would be uh, uh, 
taken and betrayed, that on Friday is the day in which we understand that Jesus was offered as a sacrificial lamb for us. That sacrifice was being made wholly and completely so that uh, that our uh, He would be a sacrifice for our sins. And that uh, within three days after Jesus was uh, uh, dead and buried in the grave, that uh, after three days He would raise from the grave and that he would be eternally our savior as uh, that he would eternally uh, live in victory over death in the grave that we could live eternity uh, throughout eternity with him uh, because of what uh, Jesus Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary and it all is pointing back to this time of the Passover in which Israel is remembering this deliverance that they would once and for all be delivered from Egypt. And if you'll uh, recall throughout the book of, uh, uh, throughout the uh, the Old Testament, God warns the Israelites never to go back to Egypt, never to go back uh, and seek refuge in Egypt, never to go back there because why? Because once and for all, God was delivering them from the bondage of slavery in Egypt and never again would they need to turn to Egypt for uh, deliverance. Never again do we need to turn to anyone other when we turn to Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, when we turn back to uh, turn to God and find deliverance in Jesus Christ, no more do we need to search for deliverance from any other source that we trust in God, that we trust in Him, that we trust in Jesus Christ, uh, the sacrifice of our sins uh, to be uh, the one and only salvation in our life. No more do we have to worry about turning to any other source for our deliverance. He is the source of our deliverance forever. And you and I need to remember that in this special time as we worship this holy week and as we worship God in remembering what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross of Calvary and remembering what we did, uh, what He did for us as a result of uh, our sins, what He did for us on the cross of Calvary. We need to understand that His deliverance comes quickly completely and it delivers us for all eternity and you need to understand that nothing nothing in this world separates us from God once we have Jesus Christ in our life there's nothing in our life that would separate us from him nothing in this world no pandemic no uh, worry of financial uh, concerns no worry of physical well-being no worry of illness no worry of anything else nothing in this world can separate us from the love of God because we have Jesus Christ in us and we have the love of God that has poured out upon us and let me point out one last thing uh, as the children of Israel were uh, preparing for this uh, night of deliverance the thing that they were to do was that they were to spread the blood on the lentil they were to put that blood upon the door uh, frame and they were to enter in and never to depart it uh, because uh, throughout that evening lest they would not be delivered and let me tell you folks uh, you and I need to understand that the blood of uh, the lamb that was shed for us was 
was poured over us and is surrounding us and that we need to stay in the blood of Jesus Christ. Stay in the, the hope of the blood that was shed for us. Remain under the blood of Jesus Christ and remember uh, what God has done for us that under that precious blood that we can uh, understand the hope that is found uh, through the darkest of days, through the times of judgment that God brings upon the world, that God would not bring His punishment upon us because we have been afforded uh, the, the mercy of God because it says in verse 23, when the Lord passed through Egypt and strikes, uh, He will see the blood on the lintel. And let me tell you folks, when God passes over this world and brings about judgment because of the sins of the world, that He passes over and He sees the blood of the precious blood of Jesus Christ upon us. And when He sees uh, that blood, He passes over us and will not bring the destroyer into our house, but instead brings His mercy, His grace, His love, His affection upon us like He did upon the people of Israel so long ago that first Passover night. And as we uh, celebrate the Passover of God this evening and understand uh, the deliverance of God. Help us to understand the, uh, the, uh, the, the blood that was shed, the sacrifice that was made. Help us to remember uh, the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was poured out for us. And help us to remember that God's judgment does not fall upon us, not because of who we are, not because of what we've done, but because of Jesus Christ and what He has done for us. The shed blood of the Lamb that was poured out for us. And uh, uh, church, let us remember the, the price that was paid for us in Jesus Christ. In the coming days, as we celebrate what Jesus Christ did, let us never diminish uh, the price uh, that was sacrificed for us and the shedding of the blood that was shed for us. Let's pray. Dear gracious Heavenly Father, we thank You so much for the pre precious blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us. Lord, help us to never forget that we continue to rest under the protection of the blood of Jesus Christ. No matter what happens in this world, we rest under the protection of the blood and all of our sins are wiped away because of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank You, we praise You, we exalt You, and we lift up our voices in praise to You under the, under the protection of the precious blood of Jesus Christ. We thank You, dear gracious Lord. Amen. Amen, uh, church. I, it's my hope and prayer that you will remember that you are under the blood, under the precious blood of the Lamb. Well, until we meet again, it's my hope uh, that on Friday, Good Friday, we'll have a special uh, podcast that will help us to remember uh, that uh, dreadful night of Good Friday in which Jesus Christ uh, gave of Himself in preparation for Paso uh, uh, in preparation for uh, uh, Easter Sunday morning. I want to encourage you to be looking for this podcast on Friday as we worship Good Friday and remember the sacrifice of, of the Lamb that was made for us. And so uh, until then, I love you and I look forward to seeing you again.